We're nearing the end of this book, so I wanted to remind you about the Sleepy Bookshelf premium feed, where you can get ad-free access to the entire bookshelf. Before our next free book begins, we'll be taking a short break, during which we'll release a few episodes exclusive to the premium feed. So if you want a continuous stream of sleepy content, be sure to sign up. There's a seven-day free trial, so you can try it out and see if you like it before committing. Just follow the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up. In just a few clicks, you'll have the premium feed in your podcast player of choice. If premium isn't for you, then don't worry. We'll be back soon with a brand new book to bring you sweet dreams. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. Good evening and welcome to the Sleepy Bookshelf, where we put down our worries from the day and pick up a good book. I'm Elizabeth, your host, and I'm so glad you chose to be here tonight. This evening, we will read the final pages of Flower Fables. But before that, let's take a moment here to relax and recenter. In your mind, place yourself on a deserted beach. The air is cool, and you're wrapped up in a warm sweater with a blanket over your knees. You can smell the salt in the air, and the waves are gently rolling in and out, in and out. You have nothing left to do today but sit here and watch the tide go out. You breathe steadily and try to time your breaths with the rhythm of the sea. Inhale, a wave comes towards you. Exhale, it retreats back. The last time we were together, we heard about Annie, a naughty little girl who enlisted the help of a fairy to become good. The fairy gave her a flower which would sound an alarm only Annie could hear whenever she was having bad thoughts and would release a beautiful fragrance and bloom ever brighter to reward her for good thoughts and deeds. However, over time, Annie began to ignore the flower's alarm and the flower began to wilt and fade. Annie wanted to get rid of the flower, so she went in search of the fairy. Falling asleep in the woods, the fairy sent Annie a dream in which all her bad thoughts and unkind actions took physical forms, and when she awoke, Annie promised to try harder, and try she did. Over time, the flower regained its radiance and always smelled beautiful, 
and she hardly ever heard the siren again. We then began a story about Ripple, a water spirit who came across a mother on the beach grieving the loss of her little boy among the waves. Ripple promised to do all she could to bring him back and determined to go in search of the fire spirits, the only ones who could help. And so, we pick back up tonight with Ripple trying to figure out how to make the journey to the fire spirits behind the sun. So lie back and relax as I turn to the last pages of Flower Fables. Fable 8 Ripple the water spirit continued. I will search the broad earth till I find a path up to the sun or some kind friend who will carry me. For alas, I have no wings and cannot glide through the blue air as through the sea, said Ripple to herself as she went dancing over the waves which bore her swiftly onwards towards a distant shore. Long she journeyed through the pathless ocean, with no friends to cheer her save the white seabirds who went sweeping by and only stayed to dip their wide wings at her side and then flew silently away. Sometimes great ships sailed by, and then with longing eyes did the little spirit gaze up at the faces that looked down upon the sea, for often they were kind and pleasant ones, and she gladly would have called to them and asked them to be friends, but they would never understand the strange sweet language that she spoke, or even see the lovely face that smiled at them above the waves. Her blue, transparent garments were but water to their eyes, and the pearl chains in her hair but foam and sparkling spray. So, hoping that the sea would be most gentle with them, Silently she floated on her way and left them far behind. At length, green hills were seen, and the waves gladly bore the little spirit on, till, rippling gently over soft, white sand, they left her on the pleasant shore. Ah, what a lovely place it is! said Ripple as she passed through sunny valleys where flowers began to bloom and young leaves rustled on the trees. Why are you all so happy, dear birds? she asked as their cheerful voices sounded far and near. 
Is there a festival over the earth that all is so beautiful and bright? Do you not know that spring is coming? The warm winds whispered it days ago, and we are learning the sweetest songs to welcome her when she shall come, sang the lark, soaring away as the music gushed from his little throat. And I shall see her, Violet, as she journeys over the earth, asked Ripple again. Yes, you will meet her soon, for the sunlight told me she was near. Tell her we long to see her again, and we are waiting for her to come back, said the blue flower, dancing for joy on her stem as she nodded and smiled on the spirit. I will ask Spring where the fire spirits dwell. She travels over the earth each year and can surely show me the way, thought Ripple as she went journeying on. Soon she saw Spring come smiling over the earth. Sunbeams and breezes floated before her, and then, with her white garments covered with flowers, with wreaths in her hair, and dewdrops and seeds falling fast from her hands, the beautiful season came singing by. Dear Spring, will you listen and help a poor little spirit who seeks far and wide for the fire spirit's home? Asked Ripple, and then told why she was there and begged her to tell what she sought. The fire spirit's home is far, far away, and I cannot guide you there. But summer is coming behind me, said Spring, and she may know better than I. But I will give you a breeze to help you on your way. It will never tire nor fail, but bear you easily over land and sea. Farewell, little spirit. I would gladly do more, but voices are calling me far and wide, and I cannot stay. Many thanks, kind spring, said Ripple as she floated away on the breeze. Give a kindly word to the mother who waits on the shore, and tell her I have not forgotten my vow but hope soon to see her again. Then spring flew on with her sunshine and flowers, and Ripple went swiftly over hill and vale, till she came to the land where summer was dwelling. Here the sun shone warmly down on the early fruit, the winds blew freshly over the fields of fragrant hay and rustled with a pleasant sound among the green leaves in the forest. Heavy dews fell softly down at night and long, 
bright days brought strength and beauty to the blossoming earth. Now I must seek for summer, said Ripple as she sailed slowly through the sunny sky. I am here. What may I do for you, little spirit? said a musical voice in her ear, and floating by her side, she saw a graceful form with green robes fluttering in the air, whose pleasant face looked kindly on her from beneath a crown of golden sunbeams that cast a warm, bright glow on all beneath. Then Ripple told her tale and asked where she should go, but Summer answered, I can tell you no more than my young sister Spring, where you may find the spirits that you see, but I too, like her, will give a gift to aid you. Take this sunbeam from my crown. It will cheer and brighten the most gloomy path through which you pass. Farewell, I shall carry tidings of you to the watcher by the sea, if in my journey round the world I find her there. And Summer, giving her the sunbeam, passed away over the distant hills leaving all green and bright behind her. So Ripple journeyed on again, till the earth below her shone with yellow harvests, waving in the sun, and the air was filled with cheerful voices as the reapers sang among the fields or in the pleasant vineyards where purple fruit hung gleaming through the leaves, while the sky above was cloudless, and the changing forest trees shone like a many-coloured garland over hill and plain. And here, along the ripening cornfields, with bright wreaths of crimson leaves, and golden wheat ears in her hair, and on her purple mantle, stately autumn passed, with a happy smile on her calm face, as she went, scattering generous gifts from her full arms. But when the wandering spirit came to her and asked her for what she sought, This season, like the others, could not tell her where to go. So, giving her a yellow leaf, Autumn said as she passed on, Ask Winter, little Ripple, when you come to his cold home. He knows where the fire spirits dwell, for when he comes, they fly to the earth to warm and comfort those dwelling there. Perhaps he can tell you where they are. So take this gift of mine, 
and when you meet his chilly winds, fold it about you and sit warm beneath its shelter till you come to sunlight again. I will carry comfort to the patient woman as my sisters have already done and tell her you are faithful still. Then on went the never-tiring breeze over forest, hill and field till the sky grew dark and bleak winds whistled by. Then ripple folded in the soft, warm leaf looked sadly down on the earth that seemed to lie so desolate and still beneath its shroud of snow, and thought how bitter cold the leaves and flowers must be, for the little water spirit did not know that winter spread a soft white covering above their beds that they might sleep safely below till spring should waken them again. So she went sorrowfully on, till winter, riding on the strong north wind, came rushing by with a sparkling ice crown in his streaming hair, while from beneath his crimson cloak, where glittering frostwork shone like silver threads, he scattered snowflakes far and wide. What do you seek with me, fair little spirit, that you come so bravely here amid my ice and snow? Do not fear me, I am warm at heart, though rude and cold without, said Winter, looking kindly on her, while a bright smile shone like sunlight on his pleasant face as it glowed and glistened in the frosty air. When Ripple told him why she had come, he pointed upward where the sunlight dimly shone through the heavy clouds, saying, Far off there, behind the sun, is the fire spirit's home and the only path is up through cloud and mist. It is a long, strange path for a lonely little spirit to be going. The fairies are wild, willful things, and in their play may harm and trouble you. Come back with me, and do not go this dangerous journey to the sky. I'll gladly bear you home again if you will come. But Ripple said, I cannot turn back now when I'm nearly there. The spirits surely will not harm me when I tell them why I am come. And if I win the flame, I shall be the happiest spirit in the sea, for my promise will be kept and the poor mother happy once again. So farewell, Winter. Speak to her gently 
and tell her to hope still, for I shall surely come. Adieu, little ripple. May good angels watch above you. Journey bravely on and take this snowflake that will never melt as my gift. Winter said, as the north wind bore him on, leaving a cloud of falling snow behind. Now, dear breeze, said Ripple, fly straight upward through the air until we reach the place we have so long been seeking. Sunbeam shall go before to light the way. Yellow leaf shall shelter me from heat and rain, while snowflake shall lie here beside me till it comes of use. So farewell to the pleasant earth until we come again, and now away up to the sun. When Ripple first began her airy journey, all was dark and dreary. Heavy clouds lay piled like hills around her, and a cold mist filled the air. But the sunbeam, like a star, lit up the way. The leaf lay warmly round her, and the tireless wind went swiftly on. Higher and higher they floated up, still darker and darker grew the air. Closer the damp mist gathered, while the black clouds rolled and tossed like great waves to and fro. Ah, sighed the weary little spirit, shall I never see the light again or feel the warm winds on my cheek? It is a dreary way indeed, and but for the season's gifts, I should have perished long ago. But the heavy clouds must pass away at last, and all be fair again. So hasten on, good breeze, and bring me quickly to my journey's end. Soon the cold vapors vanished from her path, and sunshine shone upon her pleasantly. So she went merrily on till she came up among the stars where many new, strange sights were to be seen. With wandering eyes she looked upon the bright worlds that once seemed dim and distant when she gazed upon them from the sea. But now they moved around her, some shining with a softly radiant light, some circled with bright, many-colored rings, while others burned with a red, angry glare. Ripple would have gladly stayed to watch them longer, for she fancied low, sweet voices called her, and lovely faces seemed to look upon her as she passed. 
but higher up still, nearer to the sun, she saw a far-off light that glittered like a brilliant crimson star and seemed to cast a rosy glow along the sky. The fire spirits surely must be there, and I must stay no longer here, said Ripple. So steadily she floated on till straight before her lay a broad, bright path that led up to a golden arch beyond which she could see shapes flitting to and fro. As she grew near, brighter glowed the sky, hotter and hotter grew the air till Ripple's leaf cloak shriveled up and could no longer shield her from the heat. Then she unfolded the white snowflake and gladly wrapping the soft, cool mantle round her, entered through the shining arch. Through the red mist that floated all around her, she could see high walls of changing light where orange, blue, and violet flames went flickering to and fro, making graceful figures as they danced and glowed. And underneath these rainbow arches, little spirits glided far and near, wearing crowns of fire, beneath which flashed their wild, bright eyes. And as they spoke, sparks dropped quickly from their lips, and ripples saw with wonder through their garments of transparent light that in each fairy's heart there burned a steady flame that never wavered or went out. As thus she stood, the spirits gathered round her, and their hot breath would have scorched her, but she drew the snow cloak closer round her, saying, Take me to your queen, that I may tell her why I am here and ask for what I seek. So, through long halls of many-coloured fire, they led her to a spirit fairer than the rest, whose crown of flames waved to and fro like golden plumes, while underneath her violet robe the light within her heart glowed bright and strong. This is our queen, the spirit said, bending low before her as she turned her gleaming eyes upon the stranger they had brought. Then Ripple told how she had wandered round the world in search of them how the seasons had most kindly helped her on by giving sunbeam, breeze, leaf, and flake 
and how through many dangers she had come at last to ask of them the magic flame that could give life to the little child again. When she told her tale, the spirits whispered earnestly among themselves while sparks fell thick and fast with every word. At length, the Fire Queen said aloud, We cannot give you the flame you ask, for each of us must take a part of it from our own hearts, and this we will not do, for the brighter our fire burns, the lovelier we are. So do not ask us for this thing, but any other gift we will most gladly give, for we feel kindly towards you and will serve you if we may. But Ripple asked no other boon, and weeping sadly, begged for them not to send her back without the gift she had come so far to gain. Oh dear, warm-hearted spirits, give me each a little light from your own hearts, and surely they will glow the brighter for this kindly deed, and I will thankfully repay it, if I can. As thus she spoke, the queen, who had spied out a chain of jewels ripple wore upon her neck, replied, If you will give me those bright, sparkling stones, I will bestow upon you a part of my own flame, for we have no such lovely things to wear about our necks, and I desire much to have them. Will you give it me for what I offer, little spirit? Joyfully, Ripple gave her the chain, but as soon as it touched her hand, the jewels melted like snow and fell in bright drops to the ground. At this, the queen's eyes flashed and the spirits gathered angrily about poor Ripple, who looked sadly at the broken chain and thought in vain what she could give to win the thing she longed so earnestly for. I have many fairer gems than these in my home below the sea, and I will bring all I can gather far and wide. If you will grant me my prayer and give me what I seek, she said, turning gently to the fiery spirits who were hovering fiercely round her. You must bring us each a jewel that will never vanish from our hands as these have done, they said, and we will each give of our fire, and when the child is brought to life, you must bring hither 
all the jewels you can gather from the depths of the sea that we may try them here among the flames. But if they melt away like these, then we shall keep you prisoner till you give us back the light we lend. If you consent to this, then take our gift and journey home again, but fail not to return, or we shall seek you out. And Ripple said she would consent, though she knew not if the jewels could be found. Still, thinking of the promise she had made, she forgot all else and told the spirits what they asked most surely should be done. So each one gave a little of the fire from their hearts and placed the flame in a crystal vase through which it shone and glittered like a star. Then, bidding her remember all she had promised them, they led her to the golden arch and said farewell. So down along the shining path, through mist and cloud, she traveled back, till, far below, she saw the broad blue sea she left so long ago. Gladly, she plunged into the clear, cool waves and floated back to her pleasant home, where the spirits gathered joyfully about her, listening with tears and smiles as she told all her many wanderings and showed the crystal vase that she had brought. Now come, said they, and finish the good work you have so bravely carried on. So to the quiet bed they went, where the little child was lying. Then Ripple placed the flame upon his heart and watched it gleam and sparkle there, while light came slowly back to the once dim eyes. A rosy glow shone over the pale face and breath stole through the parted lips. Still brighter and warmer burned the magic fire until the child awoke from his long sleep and looked in smiling wonder at the faces bending over him. Then Ripple sang for joy and with her sister spirits robed the child in graceful garments woven of bright seaweed, while in his shining hair they wreathed long garlands of the fairest flowers, and on his little arms hung chains of brilliant shells. Now come with us, dear child, said Ripple. We will bear you safely up into the sunlight and the pleasant air, for this is not your home, and yonder on the shore 
there waits a loving friend for you. So up they went through foam and spray till on the beach where the fresh winds played among her falling hair and the waves broke sparkling at her feet. The lonely mother still stood gazing wistfully across the sea. Suddenly, upon a great blue billow that came rolling in, she saw the water spirits smiling on her, and high aloft in their white, gleaming arms, her child stretched forth his hands to welcome her while the little voice she so longed to hear again said happily, See, dear mother, I'm come, and look what lovely things the gentle spirits gave that I might seem more beautiful to you. Then gently the great wave broke and rolled back to the sea, leaving ripple on the shore and the child clasped in his mother's arms. Oh, faithful little spirit, I would gladly give some precious gift to show my gratitude for this kind deed, but I have nothing save this little chain of pearls. They are the tears I shed, and the sea has changed them thus that I might offer them to you. The happy mother said when her first joy was past and Ripple turned to go. Yes, I will gladly wear your gift and look upon it as my fairest ornament, the water spirit said. And with the pearls around her neck, she left the shore where the child was playing happily to and fro, and the mother's glad smile shone upon her till she sank beneath the waves. And now another task was to be done. Her promise to the fire spirits must be kept, so far and wide she searched among the caverns of the sea and gathered all the brightest jewels shining there. And then, upon her faithful breeze, once more went journeying through the sky. The spirits gladly welcomed her and led her to the queen, before whom she poured out the sparkling gems she had gathered with such toil and care. But when the spirits tried to form them into crowns, they trickled from their hands like colored drops of dew. And Ripple saw with fear and sorrow how they melted one by one away till none of all the many she had brought remained. Then the fire spirits looked upon her angrily, and she begged them to be merciful 
and let her try once more, saying, Do not keep me prisoner here. I cannot breathe the flames that give you life, and but for this snow mantle, I too should melt away and vanish like the jewels in your hands. Oh, dear spirits, give me some other task, but let me go from this warm place where all is strange and fearful to a spirit of the sea. They would not listen, and drew nearer, saying, while bright sparks showered from their lips, We will not let you go, for you have promised to be ours if the gems you brought proved worthless. So fling away this cold white cloak and bathe with us in the fire fountains and help us bring back our flames, the light which we gave you for the child. Then Ripple sank down on the burning floor and felt that her life was nearly done, for she well knew the hot air of the fire palace would be a death to her. The spirits gathered round and began to lift her mantle off, but underneath they saw the pearl chain shining with a clear, soft light that only glowed more brightly when they lay their hands upon it. Oh, give us this, said they. It is far lovelier than all the rest and does not melt away like them. And see how brilliantly it glitters in our hands. If we may have but this, all will be well, and you are once more free. And Ripple, safe again beneath her snowflake, gladly gave the chain to them and told them how the pearls they now placed proudly round their necks were formed of tears, which, but for them, might still be flowing. Then the spirit smiled most kindly on her, and would have put their arms about her, and have kissed her cheek, but she drew back, telling them that every touch of theirs was like a wound to her. Then, If we may not tell our pleasure so, we will show it in a different way and give you a pleasant journey home. Come out with us, the spirit said, and see the bright path we have made for you. So they led her to the lofty gate, and here, from sky to earth, a lovely rainbow arched its radiant colors in the sun. This is indeed a pleasant road, said Ripple. Thank you, friendly spirits, for your care. And now, farewell. I would gladly stay yet longer, but we cannot dwell together 
and I am longing sadly for my own cool home. Now sunbeam, breeze, leaf and flake, fly back to the seasons whence you came and tell them that, thanks to their gifts, Ripple's work at last is done. And down along the shining pathway spread before her, the happy little spirit glided to the sea. Thanks, dear summer wind, said the queen. We will remember the lessons you have each taught us, and when next we meet in Ferndale, you shall tell us more. And now, dear Trip, call them from the lake, for the moon is sinking fast and we must hasten home. The elves gathered about their queen, and while the rustling leaves were still, and the flowers' sweet voices mingled with their own, they sang. Fable 9 Fairy Song The moonlight fades from flower and tree, and the stars dim one by one. The tale is told, the song is sung, and the fairy feast is done. The night wind rocks the sleeping flowers and sings to them soft and low. The early birds ere long will wake, tis time for the elves to go. Over the sleeping earth we silently pass, unseen by mortal eye, and send sweet dreams as we lightly float through the quiet, moonlit sky. For the stars' soft eyes alone may see, and the flowers alone may know, the feasts we hold, the tales we tell, so tis time for the elves to go. From bird and blossom and bee, we learn the lessons they teach, and seek by kindly deeds to win a loving friend in each. And though unseen on earth we dwell, Sweet voices whisper low, and gentle hearts most joyously greet the elves wherever they go. When next we meet in the fairy dell, may the silver moon's soft light shine then on faces happy as now, and elfin hearts as light. Now spread each wing, for the eastern sky with sunlight soon will glow. The morning star shall light us home. Farewell, for the elves must go. As the music ceased, with a soft, rustling sound, 
the elves spread their shining wings and flew silently over the sleeping earth. The flowers closed their bright eyes. The little winds were still, for the feast was over and the fairy lessons ended. The end.